All right, well, good morning again. We're so glad you guys are here with us. Uh, not a lot of announcements. Uh, that thing, you know, holiday hangover. You ever heard that expression? Uh, I have that. Um, I, it's been a crazy week. We had four services last week, as you guys know. Uh, and then the holidays, I'm sure just like everybody, is just a crazy time. Everybody's sick. I don't feel well today. Uh, I did not throw up in first service, so we'll, you guys got a good chance this second service. It's not going to happen either. I, I really am fine, I think. I think I'm just tired. I don't know about you guys. Uh, and so um, this is a weird way to start. So if you're new, it's normal. And so... Uh, <laughs> So anyway, so I just want to be honest, transparent up front that this could be interesting for all of us. And so, uh, so new year. And so I don't know about you guys, but kind of going into a new year, it's a calendar change tomorrow. Uh, sometimes I feel like there's a little bit of pressure behind it. Okay. And some of us, we make these things called resolutions. How many of you guys make resolutions? Okay, the rest of you, your resolution should be not to be a liar anymore. And so uh, <laughs> even if you don't want to raise your hand, most of us, if we're honest... We go into the new year, even though we may not want to say it, that we have these ideas of kind of these new things, these new habits that we want to create. Now, the realization is, I think the reason that most of us don't want to admit we've made resolutions is because we also know we're not going to keep them, right? Isn't that the reality? I mean, for a lot of us, um, we know, hey, I want to do this, the X, Y, and Z, but we also go into it knowing that historically, we don't always keep those, right? Like gyms will be packed for two weeks, right? And then it'll just go back to normal. Right now, you can go to Kroger's. All their health food is on sale tremendously because they know it's only going to last a week and then they can jack up the prices again, right? And so there's this feeling about this that there is this pressure uh, to do this. So, um, so what I want to do is kind of take that, and, and I don't want us to focus on a calendar change. I think that's ridiculous that that's when you have to decide that you're going to make this change. So what I do want to focus on is this idea of being new and starting new and, and this type of idea. But the question, I think, for a lot of us, when we want to start new habits, when we want to start a new healthier lifestyle or whatever, for some of us, the problem is we don't even know where to start right? We have all these ideas and thoughts behind it, but we don't even know where to start. And today what I want to focus on as we kind of break into this new series for this next month is this idea of this newness and what it means and all this. So um, the first question is, how do you even build a new you? Because that is the key, is the realization that it's a process. It's a building thing, right? Nobody wakes up tomorrow and it's all magically figured out, right? Nobody wakes up tomorrow. So it's a building process. And so you have to do that. You have to be willing to put in the effort, the time, and the energy to build something, especially if you're wanting to build a new life or a new you or a new kind of outlook on the world. And so Jesus talks about this a little bit in Luke chapter 14. And he says this, verse 28, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Now, I have never once in my life been tempted to try to build a tower, right? Um, I guilt my friends into building things for me. Um, and and so I don't, I, I'm not a builder, I don't know this. But suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? And so he's asking a pretty logical question. Like, if I'm going to build something, if I'm going to start a project, the very first thing I have to do is do I have the time, energy, effort, and resources to actually do this? It's a great question. So if you're going to start something, the first question is, do I actually have what it takes to do this? Do I have the energy, the effort, the time, the resources again? And he goes on to say, for if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began to build 
and wasn't able to finish. Now, don't elbow anybody. But does anybody in here know anybody that started a project with great intentions but hasn't finished it? Yeah, right there. Okay, so when people are honest, right? Anybody got a lot of half-built things, right? Okay, and so this is what he's talking about is this idea of starting something but going into it, it would be silly to go into it knowing you don't actually have the time, effort, or energy to finish it. Why would you do that? Now, Jesus is not just really talking about building a tower here. He's actually talking about building your life. And so it's this idea, if you're going to build a certain type of life, the first question is, do I have what it takes to actually be able to accomplish this? Now, Jesus, uh, just some information for you. We often refer to him as a carpenter. Most scholars, historians don't think this is an accurate portrayal of what Jesus actually did. More than likely, Jesus was actually a stonemason. So he was actually someone that would build things and, and kind of a first century kind of tuned down version of almost like an architect type of builder. And so he would build these things. In fact, this makes sense because as we see Jesus' teaching, he refers to these things about cornerstone and building multiple times images and metaphors. But what Jesus understands is a stonemason, if you're going to build a tower or anything, you start with the cornerstone and then you kind of lay the foundation and then you build up from there. And what Jesus is talking about is our lives, not a tower. And so you start with the cornerstone. We see this reference to Jesus kind of being the cornerstone in your life and then building a foundation around that and then building up from there. And so if you want to build a tower that is your life, if you want to build a life that matters, if you want to build a life worth remembering, if you want to do this, what Jesus says is you just need to start with this simple question. Consider the cost. Do I have the time, effort, energy, and resources to do this? And this is a great question and a great place to begin. Now, I find it interesting because here's what I think about us as a culture and as individuals. I think all of us like the idea of building a certain type of life. We love the idea. We love the idea of being in shape, right? We love the idea of financial success and wealth and prosperity. We love the idea of creating this certain type of life within our family and within our marriages. We love the idea of the tower. It's the building of the tower that's the problem, right? It's the actual implementing and being intentional about choices we make. Because we want the tower, we just don't want to work for it, right? And that's where so many of us fall into. And so I want to start with a couple of questions when we think about this. What is the kind of life that you actually want? When you think about your life, and this is it, by the way, you guys are clear, like this is the shot, this is your chance. What is it that you actually want? And one of the great challenges is so often we, we want these things, but we don't actually want to do what it takes to build it. The other thing that kind of complicates things is so many times for some of us, there are other people that want better for us than we want for ourselves. And so this becomes a complicated issue. For example, I was thinking about resolutions. And um, so we make these resolutions, even if we all lied at the beginning and said we don't, but we have these ideas of things we'd like to do as we start over a new calendar year or new things we'd like to take on. And so I thought, you know what would actually be more helpful when it comes to resolutions is instead of you making up your resolutions, why don't you let the people that love you the most make them up for you? 
right? For example, um, your goal might be, I want to go to the gym more. Theirs might be, how about you stop being a jerk less, right? That would be a good resolution. Or how about this one? I think I want to lose 10 pounds this year. How about you lose that passive aggressive attitude? All right, that would be a good place to start, right? So just for fun, why don't we do this? Why don't you turn to your spouse or your loved ones and just go ahead right now and ask them what resolutions that you should work on for this year? Nobody's going to do that? Okay, good. All right. I hope there isn't a man dumb enough in here to do that, all right? Um, But it, it does bring up a good point. Have you ever noticed that sometimes that you care sometimes more for somebody else's life and better life you want them to live than the one that you're actually called to live? Because the reality is, no matter how much you love someone, no matter how much you care about someone, you cannot decide for them. You just can't. But you can decide for yourself. You can control what you do. And so this idea of building this and understanding this, and I think Jesus kind of launches into this, this idea of deciding for yourself. And so part of that is assessing where you actually are. As we start to build our lives, where are we actually at? Great questions are, what kind of tower do you want to build, right? I mean, some of us, and it's okay, we have different ideas of what that might be and different ideas of how big it's going to be and how tall it's going to be and how wide it's going to be, and that's okay. And then the question of what kind of foundation have you laid? I mean, Jesus talks about this. You got these guys that build their house upon sand and the storms come in and it washes it away. You got these other guy that builds his house upon a rock, which is a good foundation that you can build up from there. And so when you think about your life, as you assess yourself, where are you at? And if you want it to change, if you want to build it differently or change it or start the whole thing over again, whatever it is, if it's not what you want, where do you start? Maybe a better question for a lot of us is, why wouldn't you change it? Like if you look at your life and you look at how things are going and you realize that's not the tower that you want, the life that you want, why wouldn't you actually change it? There's this metaphor that I've heard over and over again in life, and maybe you've heard it. It's this idea of climbing the ladder of success. Maybe you've heard that before, climbing the ladder of success. And I don't think it's a bad metaphor. The problem is some of us spend so much time climbing a ladder only to realize later it was the wrong ladder to begin with. And we put all this time, effort, and energy because we never stop to actually take the time to assess and to realize, is this where we want to be? And so decide who you want to be, decide what you want to be remembered for, and decide from this point forward, you're going to build a little differently. It's a simple concept, simple idea. Now, the reason this is important, I think, is, is this. So we're going into a new calendar year and all of this stuff, and there's these pressures and these ideas and all this stuff, but you don't need a new calendar year to, to do this. I mean, it could happen at any point in time, but, but here's the reality of why this is so important for us today. None of us know how much longer we're going to get to build the tower. That's just true. The only day that we're promised, the only moment we're promised is right now. And I think what happens for a lot of us is we think we have plenty of time. 
You know, we'll, we'll do it then. We'll start tomorrow. We'll start next week. We'll start in a month. We'll do this. And we think we have all of this time, but the only day you're promised is actually right now. And so the question becomes, why wouldn't you start it right now? There's this great saying, I've used it before, this Annie Stanley talked about this, that there, there's, this, there's this idea in our culture that I'll do it in my 20s. Well, I don't have time to do it in my 20s. I'll do it in my 30s. I don't have time now, so I'll do it in my 40s, and I'll do it in my 50s, and I'll do it in my 60s. And then all of a sudden, you look back one day, and your life has passed you by. So why would you not make the most of it today? The other thing about building a tower, at least in Jesus' days, we've already said, is you, you start with the cornerstone and then you build the foundation, which is just this great kind of analogy in and of itself. But then the other thing is you build a life one stone at a time, one brick at a time. So that's how you build a tower, but it's also how you build your life. Your life and my life, all it is is a series of decisions and choices that we've made. One stone, one brick, on top of the other. And so it's just a series of choices. And so a great question is, as we're building, what choices are we making? What what are we actually doing every single day, every single hour, every single moment? What are the choices that we're actually making? And if you realize that you're not making choices that are helping you build this tower that you want to build, then why would you not change it? There's this word that we see a lot of times, and it's an ugly word for a lot of us, and we don't like this word, and I understand why we don't like it, but it's this idea of discipline. And what are the disciplines that you're incorporating into your life? Now, specifically for us as Christians, what are the disciplines that we're incorporating into our life? Because uh, part of this, and this is, this is good for everybody, if you're not building a good tower, a good life, then you need to stop. But for those of us as Christians, we've been called to build a certain type of tower, a certain type of life, to, to replicate it in some ways. And, and so what are the disciplines that you're incorporating into your life? So just from a church perspective, from a Christian, some of you, I realize you're still on your journey, but, but one of them that might be like prayer, you know, like how often are we actually praying? How often are we actually communing with God or, or getting into God's word, right? You know, how often are we actually actually reading these things? And, and if the, we believe that these words and these stories ha- have life-changing power, how often are we doing that? How often, and this is one of the ones that everybody hates, how often are we inviting accountability into our life? People that we love, that we trust, how often are we inviting them into our life to really help us? To assess this, because here's the reality. It isn't, and I don't know about you guys, I can tell you all of your flaws like that. It's easy to look at somebody else and say, here's the problem, here's what's going on. It's much more difficult sometimes to look at myself and to realize the flaws that I have. And so, how often are we inviting accountability in our life, and how often are we engaging in community? None of us were meant to do this by ourselves, carry these things by ourselves, and honestly figure this out by ourselves. And so how often are we actually engaging community? And so these are some of the disciplines that we can invite into our life and into our story to help us, to help us build the future, the life that we want to create. Now, Jesus talks about counting the cost, considering this as we start the project. Do do we have what it takes to do this? And I think one of the misunderstandings when it comes to following Jesus sometimes, if I'm honest, is that we think that he's just going to do it all for us. So, so it's like this idea of this. See, grace, and we talk about grace a lot around here, is a beautiful concept. It's a gift that you've been set free. It's the reality and it's true that you were loved without condition. Grace is this extraordinary truth. There's nothing you could ever do to cost you God's affection or acceptance or love. It's already been given to you. 
Through grace, you have been forgiven. But what grace is not is a loophole around the sacrifice and determination and discipline that may be necessary to live the life that God calls you to live. Sometimes that takes some effort and some energy, right? So Jesus says you have to count the cost. Consider what this might look like, okay? He's asking, what are you willing to pay? Like, what are you willing to do? How much are you willing to work towards this? Nothing comes other than this grace that we're given in, lo- in, in life, but nothing comes of building something just for free. For a lot of us, what we do is, is we say, the reason we've never lived the life that you've longed for, the reason you've never lived out the calling that maybe you feel like God's calling to you is because you were not given enough talent or intelligence or enough opportunity. And here's what I'm going to tell you, and I believe this. None of those have to be the ceiling for your life. They don't have to be. The ceiling for your life will be your willingness to work towards these things, to incorporate the disciplines in life, to be willing to actually put in the effort to become the person that God wants you to become. So consider the cost. Going back to last week, I want to make this clear. When we talk about this life, at least from my perspective, building this tower, I think where a lot of us go is we start thinking about like possessions and wealth and clout in our culture and in our society. But Jesus comes back and he says, is life not more than those things? And I hope that we realize that life is more than those things. And so what I'm talking about when I think about building this tower for me and becoming the person that I'm meant to become, those might be a part of the story. But what I'm talking about as a follower of Christ, as a husband, or as a wife, as a spouse, as a parent, as a friend, And as a contributor to this community, am I building a life that reflects what God is calling me to? I find it so curious, this idea that I think for a lot of us, when we believe in Jesus, what we really want is we just want magic, right? Here's what I mean by that. We we just want that tomorrow we're going to wake up and it's just all going to be fixed and figured out and solved and resolved and everything is going to be exactly the way it's supposed to be. That is magic, not what we've been given. See, if if it was magic, what would happen here is Jesus would say, don't worry about considering the cost. Just step back because God's got the cost. You don't have to do anything. But that's not what he says. And it is true that Jesus paid the cost for our forgiveness and our freedom through death on his cross has been completely paid. And I think where a lot of us mess up is, is this. We're still trying to earn that. And you can't earn something that's already been given. You can't earn God's love. You can't earn God's affection. You can't earn God's forgiveness. You can't do that. It's already been given. But to build a life that reflects him, it's going to take some effort and some energy. Some of us believe that if God called me, it should come easy. But that's not always the case. So here's some questions for you to think about. Are you willing to pay the price to become the person God called you to become? Are you willing to pay the price to live the life that God created you to live? Are you willing to pay the price to build the tower that is your life? Now, if any of that sounds funny to you, here's what I would say. I think a lot of people, when it comes to building this life, incorporating discipline, starting new, building this tower, um, I think for some of us, they might say, well, you're working really hard at this, so where is your faith? My response would be, 
I'm working so hard because of my faith. Because I actually do believe that God has called me to something more, to something else. When it comes to being a parent, a friend, a husband, there's a lot that has to be sacrificed in order to do this. Listen, nobody gets the life they dreamed by accident. Nobody gets the marriage you've always hoped for by accident. Nobody becomes parent of the year or whatever it is back. It just doesn't happen. And so we have to choose. And I think what happens for a lot of us, and we've talked about this before, is so many of us are willing to cash in temporary moments for the expense of your future, right? And so we have to consider, like, are these choices that we're making, are they helping us? Are they helping us actually become the person that we want to become? Now, part of this, again, is building your life brick by brick, stone by stone. So for example, um, I I am at 42 years old, which I know for you, you're like, I'm young. I feel old, okay? I just do. I'm getting to that point. Things just hurt. I don't know why they hurt. They just do. My hip has been hurting for three days. I don't know what that's about. And and so I'm just at that point where things just happen. And, and, And so, but for me, I'm trying to be healthy going into this year. And that's kind of my thing every year. And we can all lie and say, we don't say we want to do that. All of us do say that going into the new year. We want to be healthier. So for me, if I'm honest, when it comes to working out, I'm at the gym pretty much every day. When it comes to running, I can go for a run any point in time with anybody I love to run. The problem for me is um, eating healthy. I don't know about you guys, it's stupid. I don't know why, I don't know why we have to do it, um, but I've also learned that that's actually probably the most important part is, is what my doctor keeps telling me. Um, but, but here's the thing, um, I, I hate to do it. I don't like it, right? And what will happen is I'll get into this pattern for like a week, right? I don't know about you guys. Um, for a week, I'll, I'll eat some salads. Now, I don't know if what I eat can actually still be called a salad um, because there's a lot of ranch dressing, a lot of cheese, croutons, bacon, um, and stuff like that. But I'll eat healthy for a couple of days and, and I'll feel good about myself. And so what I do is I'm a rewards person. So I'll reward myself with a large pizza, right? And, and I don't know if you guys have this pattern. Now, now here's why I say all that is because what we know about our health is it's accumulative efforts, okay? The gym is about to be packed by some of you guys that don't go to the gym, okay? You can't run one time and you're good. You can't lift weights one time. It's decision by decision. It's sticking with it. I can't eat one salad instead of buffalo wings, right? And just think that I'm healthy now. Like it's, it's these things over and over. Now, here's the thing. We all, hopefully you know that, we all know that when it comes to our health. But what about when it comes to these other areas of life, when it comes to actually being a good husband or a good wife or a good parent? It's these daily accumulative choices that we're making. It's doing it consistently over and over again. And so we have to make these disciplines, make these choices day after day. So I was thinking about this. And um, so I was thinking about like areas of my life. Now, these are the areas that I've identified the next year that I need to get better. Now, you can choose these if you want to steal them, uh, but you need to come up with some of your own. And so for one of them, like the big one for me, okay, is that I, I have realized that I need to pray more. Now, before you judge me and think, oh, our pastor doesn't pray, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I've realized that I need to do that more. I need to make that more of a consistent rhythm within my life. 
The other thing that I think that, that I need to do is um, learn to complain a little bit less and actually do more about the things that I'm complaining about, right? I think we live in a culture where we like to complain a lot, but then nobody actually wants to do anything about what we're complaining about. One of the things I, I realize is that um, I want to be a person that offers more grace to other people, right? I want to be somebody that goes into situations um, and offers more grace because I think we're increasingly living in a world and a culture where less and less grace is a part of the conversation. Part of that is also realizing that I also have to offer more grace to myself, that I'm going to mess up, but I'm not always going to do it right and be willing to live there. One of the things I think when it comes to living this life is this. It's a great analogy. It's not mine, but I heard somebody say this idea recently, that don't you wish that the highest ideas of yourself came more easily? So whatever it is, this tower, so shoot for the moon. Don't you wish that came more easily? The answer is yes, of course. But on the flip side of that is why is it so easy to become the lesser version of yourself, right? Why is it so hard for me to become the best version of myself? And the reason I think it is, is because we're not sometimes willing to put in the effort, time, or energy to realize that those highest ideas of yourself are still having to be built stone by stone, decision by decision, day by day. A lot of work goes into building a tower. A lot of work goes into building a life. And I think what happens for some of us is we get to this place, we lay the foundation, we do all this stuff, we got all this, and then we get like three feet in the air and we're like, that's a pretty good tower. It's not. And so we have to be willing to do this, to understand this, all right? And so here, here's why I say all that. Because I think we go into this year, we go into this newness, this calendar change, and we put this pressure on ourselves. But, but, but here's the thing. If you know it needs to get better, why wait? If you're building something, why do you feel like you have to wait? Why would you not choose today? Why would you not choose this moment to start tapping into the actual reality that Jesus came to give you life and life to the full, to give you the idea and the blueprint for the highest level, the highest versions of ourselves that we get to be? Why not choose today? To live the life you were created to live. Again, I don't know how many days I get to do this. I don't know how many more times I'm going to get to walk on the stage or share a good meal with good friends or get to have great conversations about meaningful things or be able to help someone overcome their sorrow and their grief and to offer people hope. I don't know how many more days I'm going to actually get to do the things that matter and neither do you. And so why would you not decide today to start tapping into, to start rebuilding the tower or starting from the beginning of the create and becoming the person that God wants you to become. And so you have to decide. You have to choose. Now, for some of us, um, this is easy, right? Like we know, like, like we know where we are. We know the next steps. We've been putting them off for whatever reasons. Um, you've been avoiding certain things or different conversations. It's not a mystery. It's not complicated. And so we need to take that next step. I fully believe that every day we wake up with the choice of the type of people that we're becoming. It's a choice we make every day of what we're investing in, of what we're building. 
It's also the realization that every day we have an opportunity to succeed, but we also have an opportunity to mess up. And when we do mess up and we do have setbacks, the reality is we can't give up. We have to know that the grace, mercy, and love will be there. Now, I joked about this earlier, but I'm being serious now. If you don't know what the next steps are, listen, there are people around you that love you and care about you that can help you, right? I think a lot of times we look at our lives and we're like, I don't even know where to start. And the people that love you are like, here's a list, right? Here's some ideas. Here's some thoughts. And so we have to do what we must. No more excuses. No more blaming your parents. No more blaming your past. No more blaming your circumstances. No more blaming someone else. And while God will not build the tower for you, I fully believe he will give you the power, the strength, the courage, and the resolve, and he will give you the guidance and the peace and the wisdom of all of that through his spirit. I believe we are all capable of building the life that we want, of building the tower that we want. But for some of us, as Jesus says, we just have to consider the cost, consider what it'll take, and make a plan for how you're going to do this. I believe, as Jesus says in Revelation, that he's coming to create all things new. And that includes you, and that includes me. And so if you want a new start, a fresh start, if you want to build a better tower, a better life, why would you not start today? We want to be a community of people that help people build a better foundation, a better life, a better tomorrow, not only for them, but for their families and for this community. And so why not start today? And so over the next four weeks, um, we're going to talk about this. But if you want to know more about it, you'll just have to come back those weeks. All right, let's pray. Father God, we love you. We thank you. And God, my prayer is that for all of us, we realize none of us can 100% say we've just nailed it. Like we all have flaws and faults and things. And so God, as we build this tower of our life, and this is so important because it doesn't just affect us, it affects the people around us. It affects our loved ones. It affects the people that we say we love the most. And so as we build this tower for some of us, or some of us, maybe as we just start this rebuilding of this foundation and this, this life that we want, God, just give us the strength, give us the wisdom. And God, don't make this about a calendar thing. Make this about a realization um, that, that you love us, God, that, that you care about us and you have a life that you want us to live and, and, and to impact this world and to impact the people around us. And, and God, so just give us this resolve that we need to actually be willing to, to every day wake up and say, who am I becoming? What world am I investing in? What life am I investing in? Give us the discipline um, to, to build this tower brick by brick, stone by stone. God, give us the grace and mercy we need that when we mess up, and we will all mess up, God, to realize that that it's not the end, we don't have to crumble it all down, but we just take the next step, and we just make the next right best decision, knowing that in all this that we are fully loved and accepted, forgiven, and all the grace and mercy we could ever want comes from you. So Father God, we love you, we thank you for the love that you give us. In your son's name we pray, amen.